0: Welcome to How Things Connect podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Wang, and I'm so glad you're here. We'll be sharing modalities for personal transformation and talking to extraordinary healers, thinkers, and leaders who break through boundaries to expand consciousness as part of the regenerative movement. It's all about elevating and inspiring each other to be our most empowered selves as part of our collective evolution make sure to subscribe to How Things Connect podcast and join our community on Patreon. Okay, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to How Things
1: Connect podcast, where we share insight and wisdom on healing, regeneration, and empowerment that integrates the heart, mind, body, and spirit on a personal and planetary level. I'm the host and creator, Stephanie Wang, and it is my pleasure today to welcome as my guest, Yasmin El-Baghari. Yasmin is a native of Morocco and she is passionate about connecting people and bridging cultures to encourage a more peaceful and caring world. She launched Voyage, a platform that connects people from around the globe for one-on-one meaningful exchanges to foster global understanding. For the past four years, Yasmin's reach has included work with the World Bank, research at Harvard University, where she's currently studying um, and working towards her master's degree in education, and the US State Department as an Engage America Ambassador. She has spoken at international conferences, including the World Economic Forum, the Middle East Studies Association, and Obama's Global Entrepreneurship Summit. Her work has appeared in National Geographic, Forbes, BBC, and the Huffington Post. Yasmin has also received numerous awards, for example, from the African Studies Association, Hampshire College's Entrepreneurship and Innovation, Award, Glamour Women of the Year Award, and two Ingenuity Awards. Recently, she was invited to the White House as one of the 100 most influential travel bloggers and on Forbes list as one of the most inspiring and promising entrepreneurs in 2016. Yasmin has also traveled to all 49 US states and over 45 countries by the age of 24. She's on a mission to bring back openness, curiosity, and empathy into our world, which is exactly what we need right now. Welcome, Yasmin. Welcome.
2: What an honor to be here. Thank you, Stephanie.
1: Thank you for being with us. Uh, I, I recently actually uh, was in Morocco, which was almost exactly a year ago when I met you in Rabat. And what an extraordinary trip that was, um, not just because Of being, certainly being in Morocco, which is extraordinary, but meeting you and just experiencing Morocco as such an extraordinary confluence of so many different cultures and languages, um, including Berber, Arab, Spanish, French, Jewish, just to name some of the bigger ones. And, you know, historically, Morocco has been a place that has been tolerant of all religions, uh, where Christians, Jews, and Muslims have coexisted in uh, a peaceful way and constructive way where they respect each other and uh, prosper in the same communities. And I just was wondering, is that sort of the basis of how you became interested in cross-cultural communication, in travel, and all of that?
2: Well, well, first of all, thank you for Mm -hmm. that beautiful introduction and um, it really was such an honor to meet you uh, in um, Morocco. I remember we were, it was Christmas night and we were having dinner with a complete group of strangers from France and America and Morocco and having this meaningful exchange and just recognizing each other as as family uh, on the first, like in the first five minutes. And that will always stay with me Um, I would say that I do think Morocco has a big role to play in my curiosity in wanting to discover the world. Uh, Growing up here, I've spoken French and Arabic and English, and I always wondered, what is it like out there in the world to, you know, meet people from different cultures and different perspectives? So, I, I, you know, Morocco was part of the inspiration, perhaps, and... Uh, then other countries were part of the inspiration into this
1: global mission of interconnectedness. So, And what, um, then what was the sort of critical turning point for you that ignited this passion in you beyond just your own culture? Um,
2: grow- when I was a kid, um, I remember, you know, there was a moment, I think I was like seven or eight years old. And I remember feeling the inequality, like observing the inequalities that existed in my neighborhood, in my cities, and you know, even like just hearing people talk about each other. And I never understood that. I never wanted to be uh, part of a culture that othered the other. Mm-hmm. I, I remember promising myself to always be happy and to seek the truth. And so it started very young, but my, um, my, tra- my trip to America when I was 15 years old to visit my uncle and learn English was kind of furthered, um, reinforced this belief that we are not disconnected, that we're a human family, and I need to stay true to that. So I, I just never deviated to another perspective, but by, by this deep, grounded belief that we are interconnected, that we are here on earth, and it's a miracle <laughs> that we're so um yeah and later on meeting people like you and realizing I'm not alone in this in this understanding that there are other people who also have come to the same conclusion that um we just forgot that we are a family and we need Mm -hmm. to remember you know
1: within and outside of us so absolutely absolutely I still remember when you were talking about the dinner at which we met, we were supposed to just have dinner with just the two of us. And it ended up, we were in a Riyadh and it ended up, uh, we had dinner, Christmas Eve dinner with basically all these other guests of the hotel of the Riyadh, which are not that many, which are like six or seven people more, but they were from Italy, from France, from all over the place. And we did not know each other at all. We actually ended up having this communal table and breaking bread and over this Christmas feast. And that was that was really extraordinary. Um, I have to say, I share this passion of travel with you. And for me, it's always been discovering how few differences we actually have with each other. In fact, the more you travel, the more you realize there are so many more commonalities uh, between doesn't matter any religion, race or culture or country um, that there is so much more in common that we have in terms of our values in terms of family things that we you know love um, being able to worship the own you know your own way that you wish um, being able to be free in in being who you are in your country if I mean not that's not unfortunately not always the case for a lot of people but that is a common desire and so you know I completely share that that, um, that love of travel, and that idea of, you know, that that there's so much more common between us. And, And this is such an important time right now, given that the polarities have become so extreme in our world, not that they weren't there before, but that they're, you know, instead of, I suppose, seeing them as unique differences, and sort of being able to hold space for all of that we vilify the other because of those traits that maybe are not like ours That's so um I am just curious like throughout this last year um that you have been you know through this through pen through the pandemic and through this difficult time what have been some of your insights um into into the situation we're in globally
2: mm. well I feel like nothing is new, you know, we mm-hmm. have been in this defi- like the division has existed for centuries and um, it, perhaps even, even ever since the world was created. And we've always, um, it's just that I think this last year with the pandemic, uh, you know, the veil has been removed and more people are able to see the inequalities and the differences that exist in our systems. And this is why it is time that we show up, that we awaken into our gifts and who we are so that we can contribute to our communities and our countries and our planet. And so um, for me, I I am so grateful that I had the opportunity to come back to Morocco. Um, I actually had to leave uh, due to immigration. And uh, at first it felt heartbreaking, but then I am, you know, in hindsight, I'm so grateful that I had to return because spending this time in my country of origin, I left quite young. I was 17 years old when I left Morocco, and I had my own stories about Morocco and the inequalities that existed. But then I discovered something deeper, which is the spirituality, the, the kindness, the hospitality um, behind behind those i think everything is in paradox the inequality is always there and but we can also experience the joy and the belief of you know love and positivity both can coexist that doesn't mean that i'm just a happy person i'm also experiencing the pain of humanity and both both coexist within me every day and so um so i might appear like a happy person but i i actually go deep into the pain as well. And have found myself uh, crying a lot this year uh, alone. And I have been living alone by the Mediterranean Sea for uh, seven months. And um, I I mean, it's miraculous, right? It's, It's accepting all of the emotions and being okay with it. So, um, the, the growth and the, the transformation is just more of the acceptance that it all exists and we just whatever is coming whatever mm-hmm. important is showing up to accept it and to to go in and to grow through it um, and and that opens your heart even more and so it's nothing new I've always been experiencing this but i think this past year it's been more intense the intensity of the emotion has been absolutely like and i think we've ha- we've had conversations yes <laughs>
1: yes I'm mean, same here same here um you know it's it's um there's so it's so easy to get, to get distracted by externalities right by whatever the politics are of the day whatever meme is happening you know whatever um, you know, particular incident. But looking at this as a gift, I think is the past year and still continuingly so because this is not over. Uh, and nor do I feel that we will really go back to where we were prior to this, to 2020, which is not necessarily a bad thing at all in the sense that this last year in many ways, uh, since most of us have been isolated, it has been an opportunity to hold space for ourselves actually. And, you know, whether it's, you know, it's just you alone, you with a family, with family member, either way, you're in your bubble, right? And the, you know, as, as you mentioned, Yasmin, our feelings are um, more visible, more accessible to us in, in that sense. We're not distracted by busyness, which is really valuable, which I'm sure a lot of people have experienced. And at the same time, a lot of perhaps, um outdated beliefs, outdated ways that we be, are behaving are being reflected either immediately by the person that we're with, because we're in such close borders with them and day in day out, or reflected within ourselves. And we're noticing how we react um, instead of pausing, or let's say um, how we respond to particular outside stimulus. And it becomes very obvious because we, 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 we could easily go into that flight or fight. Um, But then, you you know, you realize, wait a minute, if I do that, who is that serving, really? And it's what, for me, and I'm curious if this has happened to you as well, um, that has come up for me is really this idea of integrity. So by integrity, most people feel that it's about, well, doing the right thing. Now, that's one aspect of it. But what I speak of is more energetic integrity, integrity, uh, especially with our feelings. So even what I just mentioned earlier, when we don't have the opportunity, time, or the attention that we pay to our own feelings and our bodily sensations, we're really missing out on um, a lot of, of what we should be looking at in terms of our personal growth, in terms of our health, in terms of our interp- interpersonal relationships, and that really, uh, to me, has been a huge gift of this last year, which is bringing us and bringing us into a place where we have the opportunity to integrate. And I don't know if you have have some experiences of that as well.
2: Oh, absolutely. And um, thank you for sharing your that. And, and I fully relate. Um, you know, I'm a huge um, like, uh, you know, a believer in transformation. Uh, that's actually part of why I decided to go back to school and study um, human development and psychology. And people, you know, some friends tell me, like, well, how, you know, how does that connect to voyage? I'm like, well, 100% connects to the mission because the more we understand ourselves and each other, that's how we can connect in a deeper, more authentic way. And so I have been diving into childhood trauma and even being in Morocco you know of course I've had trauma and we all do we all have traumas and I think the more we go inward and start to understand what are the trigger points and begin to heal those then we go come back to wholeness and come back to embodied empowered selves and we lead from that place and so I think it's so important you know for anyone who's listening to uh, explore that that path. And you know, it doesn't take you away from your your work or your family. It enhances it. It, it makes it richer. You have deeper connections with your parents and your kids and um, your community and at work. And so you know I I'm not afraid to go into into that, into the trauma and and speak about it. Um, It is hard when you're in it. So what I did for months is I just left the virtual world and I just stayed in silence for a few months, which in retrospect was really important because if I had stayed virtually online and socially connected, the learning would be different and um, being alone and just being by myself completely isolated there were so many insights and lessons um, that I was able to discover on my own, within me. And that, that shows how much wisdom we hold within ourselves as a, as a human race. And that's a beautiful discovery in itself.
0: <laughs> that's, that's like your internal, uh, internal voyage, your internal journey.
1: Yes, yeah. So even though you were not traveling, let's say, constantly to, to a lot of different places, you were doing that within your soul, within yourself. And that's beautiful because we, we forget how multidimensional we are and how many aspects that we contain that we, we just normally don't even visit. It's like oh. your best friend that you don't see, which is you, <laughs> you know, in we many ways.
2: That voice you have, right?
1: Like we, I
2: mean, when people are, like, I know sometimes when I wake up, I have all these voices, like, you need to do this and you need to respond. Mm-hmm. And, and there's all these voices that really put me away from my present self. And the more I let go of those thoughts through meditation, through you know, healing, I become more present and I can show up in every moment. And then I notice how everything is happening. I don't even have to effort or have a plan or a strategy. It is actually happening the more I trust within that flow within myself. So it's kind of amazing to Mm -hmm. realize that. And, you know, even as I'm saying it now, I'm like, okay, Yasmin, trust yourself, let go of your thoughts and be present and see what happens every day, every moment.
1: It's so true. And it's a practice to cultivate, right? Because you can think about it intellectually, but until we step into that, And start to embody these new ways of being that's never gonna happen, nor will we have the joy of discovery, of the wonderment of what can actually take place. So, I I wanna address something you said earlier. Um, You know, we all've had trauma in our lives, and, you know, in many ways, during this time when we've been alone, and a lot of us have been, uh, myself included, how have you, for example, Mm. I know you're studying human development psychology at the moment, but also within yourself, how, what are some of the methods in which you have actually, um, process, started to, or have processed a lot of this trauma? Mm.
2: Beautiful question. Um, thank you. You know, there are so many different methods and, um, what, what could work for me, might not work for someone else, and that's the beauty of exchange. And you know, the voyage mission is about connecting people across difference. And I actually did want to mention before I respond to your question. Earlier, you talked about the commonalities, and one time I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's um, uh, you know from Jewish culture, and he said, "Well, what if we celebrated our differences? What if we?" Mm-hmm. Our differences and that really stuck with me because we always talk about how we need to find commonalities but actually the diversity of thoughts of perspective of religion of political views is as enriching when we fully open our heart and listen to the other perspective so i wanted to bring that up because mm-hmm. it's paradox like you know quite amazing um but to respond to your question around method Um, One, one, you know, new theory that I have been exploring and really diving into this past uh, few months has been um, Robert Keegan's theory on adult development. And essentially, he talks about the five stages of development, how most of humanity is in stage number three, which is around socialized mind. Like we believe what others believe. It's all about the attitude or cultures Mm -hmm. and and so what we're looking at as we grow is the self-authoring and self-transforming mind, which is more where Rumi is at. You know, he talks about mm-hmm. love and humanity. And stage four, which is where also like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is around 17% of humanity, mm-hmm. the self-authoring mind. We're mm-hmm. able to actually become, you know, the board of directors of ourself where we take action, we are, we let go of the beliefs, we'll let go of the culture, and we choose for ourselves what is aligned for us. And mm-hmm. that's a beautiful way to, to live. So that has been helpful to understand that framework. I myself go between the socializing mind to the tr- self-transforming mind. And um, I'm working to you know, improve myself every day to figure out where do I get triggered that makes mm-hmm. me believe that I need to believe what you know my culture says or what I need to to be a good you know what Muslim woman or Arab or African whatever the, the identity there are endless identities mm-hmm. and it's exhausting so I I like the stage four and five because it's all about well I'm just gonna rest and pause and do me <laughs> for a few hours right. and see what happens and and be unapologetic about you know unapologetic about my choices, because I chose that. So I trust me to choose what's good for me. and that's how I live
1: my life most of the time. Absolutely. And I, I feel like you know you were talking about those different levels, and for a lot of people, there's this idea that well, if I'm Christian or Jewish or Muslim, it's that means, X, Y, and Z, or if I'm from Hong Kong or from Morocco or from Peru, I have, I, this is who I am. And those, you know, those, um, you know, once culture family, all of that is, is totally valid, of course. And we all have our own experiences in our lives, but instead of looking as it, you know, as a, as an, or, or, but you're really looking at it as an, and right. It's, well, I, maybe Chinese, but I'm also someone who has lived here, here and here. And therefore my, what I consider my culture is really a mix between, you know, X, Y, and Z, or, you know, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, I, the point that you raised earlier is so important. And the three things specifically, openness, curiosity, and empathy, because yes, it's good to recognize where we do share sacred values, because that's a good way if there's two groups who are already kind of in contention um, because of their differences, it's a good way to ground. But then from there on, you know, we start to open up the space for respect. And with that, you're like, okay, well, well maybe I don't, maybe I just have particular ideas about this particular culture or this particular sexual orientation or this particular way of being and living, but I don't really know. And you know, we are, we actually share a lot of the same values. So, well, let me ask them, let me ask the other person, well, what, what, what is this about? Can you explain it? And that, just that curiosity itself starts to open up a new space. And I completely agree with you, because the truth is we are all very, all of us on this planet are unique people. And um, perhaps it was much more convenient in the past because we had to we had to go through many ice ages. We had to survive on the planet. Then there was the patriarchy. Then it's like, okay, you're in this box and you're the worker, you're the farmer, you're the assembly line factory person and you're the office manager, et cetera, et cetera. It was a way for us to structure so that, so that society could run a particular way. Um, and I feel that the, the great uh, transition that we're going through right now is exactly opening, opening that uh, paradigm so that we could have alternatives. And it's not that these paradigms didn't exist prior to last year, I'm not saying that at all, but in fact, they have existed and have been presented to us and have been accessible to us through many different cultures and ancient wisdom traditions. But right now we are, because of the collective, literally the collective experience we have had together because of the pandemic and all the consequences of that, we now share in in real time a a a, um having gone through a similar experience which then gives us uh again something that we can all relate to and i feel that that's very valuable in order for us to move forward because it's until we can really share that pain share those experiences share that loss can we and really see each other for it not just to blame oh you know where where did the where did this come from? Where did the virus come from? Or, you know, oh, you guys are terrible with masks and we're so much better with masks. And we're better than you. And look how you know terrible your system is and how much better we are. It's not about that, what it is. If we choose to look at it that way, and that's the crucial thing, right? Is this, you know, what is it that we choose and how is it that we choose to move forward? If we choose to open up and see this as such as, as this sort of gift uh, for humanity, we get to appreciate each other for who we are. And that is always going to be different. And to be able to hold space, you don't have to agree with the other person, but to hold the space for all of it to, to, to coexist is enormous because if we allow that, first of all, for ourselves, because half the time we're, we're not even in touch with how we feel you know, to begin with uh, or you know, who we allow ourselves to be, we then open up and have more compassion towards the other. And we start to see the other with an equal um, level of compassion that says, you know, I don't have to judge because I no longer judge myself so harshly. So then that creates that creates um, a level of openness, acceptance, respect and forgiveness and and connection with the other that really is... Where that elevation can happen for all of us? Ooh. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everything you said. And, you know, I I'm curious also that because one of the things that Voyage, your platform, which is which is amazing, um, you're in the process of continually developing that, and one of the things I loved, you know, that you that that I love that you do is having these discussions and I feel more than ever um, people are yearning for authentic connection, right? Not just all social media, oh my God, people liked my posts, whatever, but real connection and seeing past all the noise because we've been forced to go into silence really this this last year. And I'm curious, how has that shown up for you in terms of work even though you have not been physically traveling at all, and how has that kind of um, inspired you, motivated you to go forward with voyage?
2: Mm. Well, it's beautiful. I, um, you know, oh my goodness. Wow. I just, <laughs> the moon right now, it's like orange.
1: <laughs> the full moon. <laughs> yes, we are. We're, we're right now in the full moon.
2: Yes, uh, and it's just beautiful. And actually just looking at the moon right now reminds me of our interconnectedness. And um, I've had, you know, coming... So first of all, I have an anecdote story. That mm-hmm. is, please. Um, when I first arrived to, this, to the Mediterranean Sea, it was very important to me that I come to Morocco and this part of Morocco, because just being, looking at the ocean every day is, is such a gift. It reminds, you know, like the waves, like they come and go. Like the emotions they come and go the moon cycle it's so connected to the woman there's just like so much about nature that is a direct reflection to how we feel inside so i've just been in this journey of self-discovery continuous self-discovery and you know voyage is an evolution very much like i am you know voyage is an extension of my heart uh that's why i created it it's it captures the essence of what i feel and what i want to bring to the world and you know, the pandemic absolutely paused a lot of our in-person gatherings and meetings and you know, conversations. However, it has created an incredible opportunity to be able to bring people from all over the world in one room. I, I host gatherings where we have 60 different countries at a time. And that alone gives me so much hope. Because just listening to where people are based, even that, just the location
1: reminds me. My- you mean through Zoom? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah digitally.
2: Yeah. Like virtually. Just mm-hmm. people from different yes. countries. Just that alone, without no conversation, just in silence, mm-hmm. you feel how we are part of this ecosystem and we all are on planet Earth and you know in this universe. Like that to me is just such a gift. Um and you know, we, we have we have we are collaborating with different communities. So voyage, you know my my vision and it's a lifetime uh, my lifetimes work so this is what I'll, what i want to be doing for the rest of my life and, and maybe after too um bringing people together is really um what speaks to my heart and you know uh we we've collaborated with an organization called amidist with bringing youth young people from asia and africa and the middle east together to have these cross-cultural conversations about our dreams and our challenges and our fears and and hopes and you know how we can help each other and just just creating that space alone is magnificent like conversations happen collaborations happen uh, aha moments like the that realization like oh i guess it's not that hard you know maybe i convinced myself you know that it's impossible but it is possible um, so my anecdote is that when i arrived here there was no internet, the, the Wi-Fi was like going in and out. And it was very hard for me to bring people together, literally from around the world when I can't even be connected on the internet. And so I was trying to get uh, fiber, like better connectivity. And they said, it's impossible, you can't do it. And I believed them. So for a few months, I was literally struggling. And But I also, it was a gift because I was not connected online, I was connected with the world (laughs) within myself. So, um, but one day I woke up and I realized that the limitation is only in our minds. That if I wanted connectivity here, I can do it. It's possible. If that means rebuilding the infrastructure of the neighborhood, well, great, let's do that. So that's what we did. It took six months. And the reason why we're having this conversation without any issues is because we've completed this amazing mission of bringing connectivity to the northern small town in northern Morocco in Africa and for not just me for the whole community and that story is amazing it inspires me that alone is is amazing
1: <laughs> amazing Please, I mean can you share more details so there was nothing there was very slow and intermittent um internet and then so you went you reached You basically tell us what how, what you did did you reach out to to your neighbors, literally?
2: Yeah, we had to get people to agree that, you know, we needed to um, literally like, uh, what's the, I don't even know what the word is in English. You know, when you um, get on the ground, like.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, get your hands
2: dirty. Yeah, well, like you have to, you know, bring like workers and yes, change the system, like right. and, or underneath the, the ground to yes. get you know, fiber line. Yeah. Uh, neighborhood so the whole neighborhood had to kind of you know agree in in a sense be okay with the with the work um but it was the whole process was beautiful even meeting the workers meeting that's amazing yeah my dad came to help uh some you know for a week and he was bringing them tea and we were having conversations with them and you were leading this effort well it was a co-creative effort Mm -hmm. it was was a i had the vision i had the i'm like yeah fiber in northern morocco please and you know, and, but it was a co-creation and it was me and it was the local authority. It was Maroc Telecom, the national telecom company. It was all of us.
1: Amazing, yes.
2: And now yes. fiber and the neighbors have, you know, have fiber and that's, and having good internet is like the basic uh, need for right now for everyone. So this inspires me to, you know, it makes me think about African countries, Asian countries in rural yeah. areas. Like how do we yes. get so we have these conversations with people from all over the world. All 8 billion of us need to be together, having this mm-hmm.
1: conversation, so. Yeah. connected story. That's, a, that's a, such a, thank you so much for sharing, with me. That's a beautiful story. And had you not, you know, I, I think starting from having that vision and then kind of not giving up and going, wait a second, that's not, you know, let's, let's look at where the opportunity is and I don't have to settle for just no right? And too bad. And well, how can we do this together? And you were the one who had the vision and then you got everybody, you know, into the same vision. And it's, it was done certainly in a co-creative process, but that would not have happened had you just given up, had you just, you know, and I think that's such a, a good lesson for all of us that even in the worst moments, there are always these beautiful opportunities for us to discover um, how we can transcend our own limitations in That's many ways and, and in this way not only did you bring internet I'm sure everybody else is super happy about that too just nobody thought about it or had the same feeling of like oh it's not going to work nobody's going to listen to us you know we're just you know some small town citizen you know but you know the fact that everybody has done this together it's created a new reality right and into what is possible and that is huge that stays with you for life and so the next time the town has an issue with i don't know electricity something else you know then there is much more of of this spirit of how can we cha- make change together for the positive so thank you for that inspiring story and and you know what a great example thank you and what great vision and leadership
2: <laughs> thank you <laughs> simple
1: right like it's not it's so
2: simple but yet it, the same you know vision could be applied for anything and yes people are listening to us whatever challenge you have it could be small or big you know you don't have to create spacex or tesla or like you could,
1: right.
2: could just for your local community your family like food anything like just take action like move move your body just mm-hmm. go through it. and one quote i want to share with please and with you um by May Jamison, I saw it today, and I'm like, "Yes, um, never limit yourself because of others' limited imagination. Never limit others because of your own limited imagination." I love that quote. It's so mm-hmm. good.
1: Yes, yes, and anytime you know, it's helpful that anytime we're like, you know, no, no I'm not going to do that because you know, whatever our internal, internal um, mind is coming up with. And just to say, no, that's a limiting belief. Or to question, is that a limiting belief? That's a limiting belief. Most yeah. of the time it is. Absolutely. And yeah, and I love that quote. Thank you for sharing that, of course. And I would love, you know, because you've traveled to so many places and because I'm sure you've come to places where maybe people have had assumptions about you. Let's say all they know is that you're a woman from Morocco who's showing up, right? And, and I'm curious, like, what are some of the stories you can share about Coming together, reaching you know a new understanding, breaking down those boundaries, and actually um, you know because as you are moving through the world, you are bringing voyage with you, you are bringing your mission with you, and I would love to hear um, any other stories that you care to share about that.
2: Absolutely. Well, I mean, the first thing is, um, and wow, the moon is so beautiful right now. <laughs> You know when i was 17 years old like the reason why i came to america like literally the program was to break down stereotypes about being african and muslim and arab and being a woman so that alone is like i, I didn't it's like i was given that mission at 17 and it became my life's mission it just i started so young and i'm like i love this i could do this my whole life and because it involved really getting to know people at a deeper level not just okay, you, ha- you might have misconceptions about me, but take an opportunity to get to know me first and then make a judgment for yourself. And what I found is that even if people had very strong beliefs about you know, Muslim people or Arab or Africa or anything, Because I checked all the boxes of any stereotype that you can, you know, not all of them, but some of them being African, like, you know, why are you not black? Being Arab, like, why are you not wearing a hijab? Being Muslim, like, are you a terrorist? (laughs) Like being, (laughs) you know, how come you're, you know, what any, you know, are you disempowered? Like, and yet I was, you know, in America like traveling on my own on a ground bus and I was not afraid. Like I just followed my intuition when everybody in at the time, know thought it was a crazy idea like why would you travel by yourself across all 50 states i had a deep burning desire to meet people locally and really understand what's it like to grow up in a in a farm to grow up in alaska to grow up in kansas in you know south alabama like and everybody i met literally everybody no exception was amazing had that Mm -hmm story and perspective and even if you know the political views might you know have been different well my we won't talk politics but my belief is that we all want the same thing and the division is just the lack of taking the time to get to know the other person mm-hmm. and we just need to sit down have some tea, very good point
0: yes over some good food
2: some good food some tagine or <laughs> you know or anything and then yes. we what you're saying is actually not very different from what I want. Right. And that realization, I've had it over and over and over again, that now it's so deeply ingrained that I just, I can hold different perspectives and still mm-hmm. on my own without, you know, just like, right. names or big statements. So it's yes. an exchange, it's a cultural
1: exchange. Like Yes, yes. And we can, and we forget that you know, just because we can hold space for someone else's belief doesn't mean that we're sacrificing our own. Right. And there's this again, this very dualistic way of seeing things, that which we are, um, for humanity, I think right now this is what we're struggling with. We're, we're actually, I believe, we are actually transcending this this dual, this duality state into, um, into a state where we can. Be able to perceive and live the whole, and in a way that um, that doesn't that that doesn't do the that doesn't um, that respects instead of denigrates the other. And you know, I feel, and as I completely agree with you, and that that was such a, and I'm sure you know equally on your side, you probably had a lot of assumptions too about people from a particular state or particular, and you also. As you said, you're like, wait a minute, these are these are amazing people. And this is always true, I feel. And um, so yeah, that's that's extraordinary. And and also that it is through our unique expression, is this is what makes our world so rich. And you know, that applies not just as a feel good factor, it is very true, whether it's in business, in creating a more abundant society um, creating more not just mater- actually including material wealth but not just that of course, but in terms of spiritual wealth, emotional understanding um, and physical health because the more the less we are in fear and in contraction, the better our hormones hormonal systems work the better our parasympathetic system, parasympathetic nervous systems work and you know and the rest of it, so so yeah, and I, I'm also curious, Yasmeen, what for yourself has been the most important internal guidance system for you? How have you been able to navigate as you are navigating all these different terrains, geographically, but also culturally and all of that? How have you, when you are in a tough spot, what has been your navigational system?
2: Um. Well, the moon. Look <laughs> like at yeah. the moon. Like, how can you not? No, I'm just the moon has been definitely, yeah. but um, and I, I can share more about that and why. Please, want, please um, go ahead. You know, but, but nice before I go to the moon, it's, it's just it's very simple. I mean, there's this deep belief that, um, you know, call it love. It God, call it the universe, call it nature. You know, I accept all definitions. I call it God. That's my personal belief. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. That, you know, that is it. <laughs> I just have a deep belief that there's something greater beyond us that we can't explain. It just is. And that gives me the strength and the courage to overcome anything and I've had my share of challenges um, for sure and but it's just learning it's growth it's um, you know it's uh, like you know I see them as when I have a challenge like oh I'm being like in a way am I resilient to overcome like like is my belief strong enough and and I've always overcome any challenge and come back to the peace to the love to the to the you know, just calm, you know, river and, and sea. (laughs) And that's lovely. (laughs) So that deep belief. And trust, then, would you say? And trust, and trust, and trust. And, uh, and also believe in humanity. I do believe in our capacity as humans to grow and to awaken and to come back to the peace. This is why I feel like we need to talk to each other. And yes, Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Um, and what about the moon? So the moon is,
2: is an amazing story because the reason why I was able to leave Morocco is because of the moon. And that's like my, you know, 1969, men landed on the moon mm-hmm. and my uncle, who I talk about often, Ahmed, who grew up in a farm uh, with 11 brothers and sisters you know, he was given a radio like as a gift from a European person that was traveling in this small town. And he heard that man landed on the moon while he was riding a donkey, which I think is just amazing. Just picture a young boy, 14 year old, riding a donkey in Morocco, you know, and listening to a radio and hearing that man have landed on the moon in 1969. That is amazing and it inspired him to take action. So he left to America to do big things and give back to his family. I have 30 cousins who still live in poverty. And you know the fact that my uncle went to America inspired my brother and me and a few others to want to go. So my uncle was the original inspiration for us to leave Morocco. And when I finished my 50th state, Alaska, about a year and a half ago, I basically could feel that the next journey is space and I, I want to experience the earth from that overview effect perspective and it's just a feeling it's not a, whether it happens or not I'm not attached but I just felt it I just in my heart in my body that I'm going to space it is happening and and that's and I'm excited to go back to go to the moon and be one of the first women on the moon because we haven't been there yet, and we need to go because why not?
1: Why not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you feel, that actually brings me to the, the topic of the feminine, because when you look at the moon, it seems though, because you've mentioned to me several times whenever we talk about the moon and it's beyond what you said about the, your uncle, which is, that's an amazing story. and. Again, just to second what you're saying, you took action. You not only heard the story and was inspired, you took the action to take the next step. Again, trusting and believing and having that faith to take that next step, even if you didn't know what was on the other end of that, right? And I think that's, that's what the curiosity and that passion and that, um, and that trust is, is important for all of us to, to remember because we each of us have that, have that capacity. Um, but I would love to talk to you also a little bit about simply just moon gazing. Because again, we've talked about this several times and there's something um, about that for me as well. And it's, it's, for me, it's also about nature, right? Because when we start to look at the stars, look at the sky, you know, when we're in mountains and an ocean, we start to remember that we're not just these busy bodies in our office or home office at this point, you know, doing our thing on the computer, we're also, or, you know, on social media or whatever, on our phones. It's, it's, um, we're part of the greater whole. And there's something in that remembrance, even if, and of, of course, we may actually literally be talking to the moon, which totally one can, but even in that silent connection, back to the whole idea of travel and connection. We are making that connection when we actually look at the moon, when we actually acknowledge nature around us and feel her. And I, I feel that's, that's is that part of your, what you feel when you look at the moon? I mean, I'm literally
2: looking at the moon right now as we speak. It's like right there, you're here and the moon is there. We're all having tea, it's amazing. It's like yes. you know, we're interconnected and it's beautiful and inspiring. Um, Yes, it's exactly what you said. You know, remember when you were in the Sahara desert in Morocco? Yes. Yes. And like you there are millions upon millions upon millions of stars that you can look at and that experience, you know, when I talk to when I meet the berbers and the indigenous people, like they just know. They know and they believe it. And that is really the invitation is to remember because we just we just get distracted. There's so much going on. Um, we we innovated, which is great, but we can't forget where we come from. Where
0: we come from, yeah.
2: It's like the feminine, masculine energy. Like we have to stay in balance;
1: otherwise, we, you know, deviate. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, my favorite place when I was in Morocco was definitely the Sahara, and gazing into that that just that starry sky was extraordinary there was no speech necessary no words sufficient to describe the feeling just being in presence of that and again feeling our connection feeling that we're part we're just a small part of the greater whole is so invigorating and so comfy and cozy actually and it's so loving to know that we're part of this greater whole you know um i i would love to to ask you as well as a woman and a woman traveling alone often and how you know how has how have you been experiencing the feminine and how has that shifted for you over the years especially right now because I feel there's such a resurgence and I, I'm not talking just about women but certainly for women but also just rebalancing as you've said rebalancing the feminine and the masculine how has that shown up for you? Hmm.
2: it's a good question and it's very complex right it has so many like la- the question itself has so many layers so you know my my uh, optimistic response would be that i've had no issue i've actually been able to travel to over 50 countries now and uh, never had a problem in terms of you know airport security um i mean not airport actually i'll take that back because the, the main challenge I've had is navigating borders like mm-hmm. as, a, as a Moroccan uh, there are so many laws like policies that won't allow me in some certain countries or uh, I need to apply for a visa but it only like it will take a month but then I, I miss an opportunity here because I need to be back in Morocco and I live in the U.S. and it's just the, the immigration system like the whole immigration system needs a revision globally. And I think this whole idea of borders needs to, like, evaporate. Mm -hmm. I really believe in a nation, you know, less uh, world, where we could move around the world effortlessly, where we could, you know, that's my dream with Voyages, that people could travel anywhere, anytime, and feel at home, that deep sense of belonging. And so, so that's one, is I would say, visas and immigration, like, that's been hard to navigate. But I'm also grateful, because now I, understand the challenges that most of humanity faces in moving to another country in migration immigration refugees like that's really something that needs our attention so that would be one in terms of the uh, you know as a female and the male dynamic i would say you know i am someone who demands respect i don't like energetically i just hold myself in a way that people just don't or man or just i just you know I'm, I'm here and i ask that you respect me so that's it and end of the conversation and because of that i've never had any problems and if i do we talk about it i educate i share how mm-hmm. i and
1: how most, you feel mm-hmm.
2: and most of the time they're you know they're responsive so i've had uncomfortable situations for sure like a lot of women especially in business in conferences you know yeah for sure Mm -hmm. you you know yes (laughs) yes so i think as women we have to just you know not from a place of fighting but from a place of respect once again to demand to you know lovingly yes respected and to be an equal so that's that's two um and then the third one i would say um You know, I'm not wealthy, so I have, you know, really counted on the generosity of strangers to be able to travel around the world. That's how I've been able to go to all 50 states, is I've literally been homestaying with people for free around the world. And this is the new economic model that I see as an opportunity, is the sharing economy. We get to share our homes, our spaces, in a way that is affordable and accessible for everyone. And safe. mm -hmm. So I'd say, because otherwise, money, travel is a very expensive privilege. And it's important that people know that I have traveled the world, but in a way that was very much around hospitality and generosity of strangers. And that's why I'm creating Voyage in a way that is about sharing homes and, and, you know, like experiences for free. (laughs) So it's a new model that I'm still trying to figure out. (laughs)
1: Well, I wish you all success and, you know, um, and uh, I think that's fantastic even this year, I know you're continually working on it, but the fact that you've been curating these rooms, for all of us which I've definitely been a part of which I love, having, you know, having people from 60 countries in in one room, and that connection alone has been life saving, has been, I think, such an important point of energizing for all of us who are stuck at home in a box apartment, you know, if we don't, if we don't, I'm not lucky enough to be in a house, and that's um, that's been that's been invaluable. So keep doing the work you're doing; it's it's amazing. Um, what is um, sort of as we wrap up? What has been the most surprising or shocking thing that you've discovered in your travels, in terms of human nature and how the world works? well
2: every like most of humans in the world they're looking for three things they want to be seen they want to be loved and they want to be validated like acknowledged and those three things very common everywhere and that is beautiful like that common understanding Mm -hmm. that we all are seeking the same thing um to be seen to be respected to be valued to be you know, acknowledged. I that's simple and that's common for um, every human being on the world in the world that I've in, that I've met is looking for the same, whether they say it or not. It's, it's a uh, yeah. That that's been my my discovery. Uh, and of course, I'm open to correct. You know, to
1: different perspectives. If you don't agree with me, <laughs> and how can we support you? First of all, what what do what would you like? Us to help you with in terms of voyage at this moment, and how can we support you in this vision? How can we be a part of this vision and be a part of the voyage community? Well, um, so the the current where I am now is
2: engaging this doing this pilot, so engaging communities. But my intention is to interconnect these communities into the world so that anyone could join, but I need resources to be able to do that. So um, I don't, you know, they say don't launch too fast or you're gonna fail. Um, I'm taking that wholeheartedly. So I'm focusing, you know, in these pilots. So resources is one, Uh, ideas around business model, like creating this new sharing economy model, like how do we get as many people to travel and connect with each other in a very inexpensive way. Um, and what else? Oh, and then just to be, to show up, like be open, be curious, talk to a stranger, um, you know, reach out to people you haven't talked to since high school. That would make me very happy. That, that's how, because the mission is, is all of us. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Empathy and compassion, we can reach 8, 8 billion humans and beyond. And that's what we want.
1: Absolutely. And if um, someone, if we want to look you up, should we find you on Instagram or do you have a website? Could you share that? I do have a website, um, which is, you can just email me at literally,
2: Yasmin at voyage.com and voyage with a J. Um, so I will- I'll share
1: that in the notes
2: leave it. so people can see it. I'm very reachable, like I'm here. and am happy to connect and have tea together
1: anytime. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Yasmeen. Is there anything else you would like to to add before um, we sign off?
2: I want to thank you and congratulate you for launching this incredible podcast. This is Needed, and I love the mission and the vision. I love who you are, and you are an example to follow. So
1: thank you for doing what you do and for being who you are. Thank you. Um, Again, thank you for being... Uh, one of my first guests on the show and uh, I wish you all the best and please let us know keep us posted as to what you're up to and you know all success
0: thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it stimulating and supportive for your journey you are not alone and we are all in this together to imagine and create a more conscious and elevated world wherever you are we are without a doubt in an accelerated time of ascension be a part of this global movement now. Subscribe to this podcast and follow me at Stephanie wang 5 d on Instagram or HowThingsConnect on Facebook and send me any feedback and questions which are always welcome. Just DM me on Instagram or email me on my website HowThingsConnect.com. I also invite you to join our private How Things Connect community on Patreon for bonuses, exclusive content, group discussions with healers and experts, and the opportunity to connect more directly. Stay tuned and stay connected.